Hey, welcome to Joyous Eclectic, where we talk about the good, the bad, and the interesting in all sorts of music. Let's get to it. Christmas time, you and I, Matt, we played at our Christmas party, um, yes. played some music at our work Christmas party, and we did like a kind of groovy version of Sleigh Bells. Yeah, it was and like halftime. Yeah, that was fun. It was, yeah, it was real fun. It's it's kind of hard to keep tight, but I feel like a recorded version of that would be real fun. And I, I couldn't find other versions like that, which was cool. So it was like, nice. Yeah. We did a creative thing. Yeah. The story I was going to tell real quick. Hey, everybody listening, what's up? Uh, I was starting to tell Matt and Chad a story, and I'm going to keep telling it to everybody. Um, we we just said something about Michael Caine, and, uh, <laughs> yeah. and I was in... Uh, what was the, I don't remember what the voice was at, what the I think it was called voice addiction was the class in college um, and so it was kind of within communications type stuff but mm. part of what we did was also like you know uh, learning more stuff about like being voiceover people or that type of a yeah. thing mm-hmm. enunciation enunciation and not saying ums and ers a lot which I happen to still continue to do but uh, there was a, uh, a prime example there was this two and guys in there example. one of the <laughs> A Metroid Prime example. <laughs> yeah. I like um, that episode better. sponsored by Amazon. <laughs> Amazoid Prime. <laughs> Zoids. Uh, it's going to come kill you, but also deliver things, I guess, or whatever. Yeah, um, so there was a, a project in that class where we specifically had to come with uh, some kind of an accent and read a thing or whatever. Mm. Um, and most of the class did uh, fine. It was not the best, but you know, it's a bunch of people that don't necessarily know how to do accents. And yeah. I, I really like accents and there's lots that I'm not good at, but I do feel like I'm fairly good at some other ones. I was telling my wife just the other day, we were, we were listening to this and yeah. you, you were doing some kind of accent and she's <laughs> like, he's really good at those. I'm like, yeah, he is. Brilliant. Yeah. That's, <laughs> uh, that's been a fun, fun times with me and my mom in the past is we'd practice, but there were two guys that were just my favorite thing. Uh, they they decided that the accents they would do for their thing, one of them did Michael Caine as just, I guess, British generally or something. Okay, and then the other guy did Sean Connery as oh, Scottish. Gosh. And I think they just said, I'm doing a British accent and I'm doing a Scottish accent. Perfect. But ended up doing bad impressions of each of these guys. Ooh. And it was just such an awkward moment. Them just sitting there, starting out like, I was going to the park and blizzard. And it like got worse and worse and worse yeah. over time. And I, was like, I, I feel like that is like, this is a project for people to prove that they don't know how to do this accent. Uh-huh. Because they're going to hear one and think like, I really want to do Sean Connery for 100%. this. 100%. But they can't well, You always sound better in your own head when you try to do oh, an accent. Because yeah. you're like, 100%. I'm it. B, Sean Connery is not the like, average Scottish and accent. And it's He's not like, even no. like an accent. That's it's like just if, the way Sean Connery talks. And it's like, <laughs> if you, like, I'm going to do an American accent. It's my Christopher Walken impersonation. <laughs> <laughs> like, what a random. Or, uh, or your William Shatner impression. Oh, exactly. Like, like, that's, like, such random things. That's, so, what, that's what Americans sound like. Yeah. <laughs> I uh, mine. I decided. 
I, I decided to have fun and I did like a Nigerian type accent or oh, whatever, wow, yeah. which there's one girl that was half Nigerian in our class that happened to not be there that day. Oh. And, but she also worked with me at Burger King at the time. So everybody else, after I did it, they were like, oh, uh, I don't know, like Spanish or Portuguese. And I was like, guys, no, like it's no. pretty good. And it's Nigerian. And, and, and then like I went to I went to work the next day and I was like, late i can't remember her name but she was in my class and i was like girl you should have been in my class in that class yesterday because i did that and then i did it for her and she was like yep that's i would have said nigerian i was like so proud of myself (laughs) see like i i wonder at what point does that go from trying to authenticate the accent (laughs) to just being offensive like if you're bad at it no joke all i can hear happening in that is like somebody ending up doing like uh, Jeff Dunham's Ahmed accidentally, oh, and then just no. being really insensitive oh, man. for like ten minutes. Yeah, <laughs> or no, Sean that's... Connery walking in the classroom and like that's not how I shout. <laughs> yeah, so it was it was quite a fun time. Um, but yeah, I, I originally the Nigerian accent thing just originally came from Mr. Echo in Lost, and I was like, what a fun voice he has. <laughs> What a fun guy. Uh, what a fun show. Yep, Let's mushrooms. go back and watch Lost. Yep. So what have you guys go. been listening to this week? Oh, gosh. Oh, man. Go for it, No, I don't know that I want to go first. Actually, you know what? I'm just going to say this. I've been, I have somewhat tangentially been listening to uh, this guy named Sithu I. He, uh, he's kind of funny. He's Scottish, I think. I have no idea. It, he, his name sounds like he would be like Indian or something. But I mean, I'm that's not sure. actually his name. I don't. Is it? Yeah, no, yeah. it's not his name. But uh, that band name or whatever sounds. But I think he's yeah. actually Scottish. But the funny is thing is, is like all of his media and everything he puts out is super like weeaboo trash anime. <laughs> like it, especially if you watch, <laughs> yeah, because really he's he's essentially just kind of like shred metal, sort of prog metal sounding stuff. I mean, it's all really nice and like he does a really good job of it. He's a great guitarist mm-hmm. and everything. Um, but like. A couple of his EPs are called like Senpai One and Two. The uh, the noticing. What is that? What does that mean? <laughs> well, so or, like in, in a lot of like anime stuff uh-huh. or or manga stuff, uh, it, there's this like uh, Senpai notice me kind of thing. <laughs> and so he's got these these two EPs called Senpai Two, the noticing. That's and stuff really like that. funny. And if you watch any of his videos on YouTube, he references being like weeaboo trash constantly. <laughs> He'll be like, you know, I often get questions about how do you make your music sound so anime? And then he'll spend like 10 minutes actually talking about like what makes music anime or That's stuff like that. Very it's interesting really, though, it too. Is. Like he, he, he speaks with no charisma. He's very kind of deadpan about how he says everything. Mm-hmm. But the guy's just kind of like, he's funny to listen to. Yep. And he's he's obviously sort of witty and he, he's just a... He's got a crossover EP with Pliny that I don't don't know if you checked that out or not, but it's, yeah, I listened back when I first got into Pliny, I know it's technically pronounced Pliny and I Um, always say Pliny. Pliny. They're Australian, so nothing matters. Yeah, exactly. Oh, all right. (laughs) Wait, what? (laughs) (laughs) Nothing Um, from their country makes sense, so. (laughs) They got big spiders. It's It's Foster's um, beer. Seriously, that's it. <laughs> uh, my mom grew up in Australia. So you really? Take that yeah, no, she did. My no, uh, uh, cousins and aunt and uncle are in Australia right now. I'm sorry, Living mom. Deal. I didn't mean it. 
No, we we love Australia and our family. Um, we but, love the upside down world. But yeah, so he and and Sithu I or whatever had some crossover stuff. So when I first got into Pliny, I also started checking out some Sithu I stuff. I think what not turned me off per se to eventually, but I kind of just it wore a bit thin because it felt a little more shreddy oh, than yeah. Yeah. you know the mm-hmm. like Pliny stuff because it's just, a little bit groovier. Yeah, and it just didn't seem like there was quite as much depth to the music. It was sort of, there's just some times where it's like, I'm going to do something, and it's going to be mathy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, now, kinda, yeah. you know, overdone in that sense. It's definitely not like my first choice if I'm like, I want to listen to prog metal right mm-hmm. now. Um, and I think part of it is... it's very is, impressive. It's it is. Like, he's a great guitar player, and he's mm-hmm. an excellent musician. And I think he's a really funny person just for his kind of personality yeah. and persona that he's putting out. Fun. Um, but he, uh, I, I do think his stuff has sort of a lower budget quality to it. Like prog metal, when it gets to being like a really low budget kind of thing, mm-hmm. just sounds really different. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, with garage rock and, and, you know, punk or indie rock, low budget can sound yeah. really good and Honestly, work, work for the genre. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes it can just sound better for what somebody's trying to go for with prog metal it doesn't usually so yeah. much. Yeah. Um, there's just certain like sound conventions that people are used to in that genre. And a lot of it has to do with like very high production quality kind yep. of sounds. And that's not to say that his stuff sounds bad. It sounds really good, but it also kind of sounds like he made it in yep. like a home studio by himself for the most part with not a lot of real instruments. Yep. And I would say that that's pretty much the case yeah. for a lot of his stuff, yep. but that's mm-hmm. fine. It's still cool. And it's, it's, I mean, I've still been listening to it. And mm-hmm. I, again, I, I enjoy watching his videos. I'm like, he's a really good player. Yeah. So, I don't know. No, for sure. If you need, if you try and look him up, it's S I T H U space A Y E, Sithu I. Brilliant. So, um, yeah. I, similar artist that I just heard today for the first time isn't going to be the one that I talk about, but I think Four Giants. F O R, not F O U R, not like four giants. Oh. Just all sitting around like, "Hello, we are giants." Three, five, four. I am also a giant. It's a really obscure Majora's Mask <laughs> reference. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Um, I I have yet to actually beat that. I never owned oh, it as it's a kid. Super good. I've got it. I I bought it on my Wii, and so I've got it on my Wii, but like the virtual console on the virtual yeah. console. But I don't turn the Wii on very much because I got my Switch. So I'm it, really hoping that it comes to, you know, like Switch. It is one of my favorites, like Zelda games that's ever come out. Yep. Yeah, I just, it was really hard as a child. The time mechanic makes it really difficult yeah. sometimes. But there's a couple of tricks that you can use uh-huh. to like slow not, down time. Yeah, you can, you can, it's not really it been that much of an issue for me. Which no, is yeah. In my playthrough, mostly because I knew about that stuff. It just can be annoying. Like there's certain quests that take place like over the entire three days. Yeah. That if you like mess up something on the third day, it's like crap, I have to start that all over or something yeah. like that. So I think that, that part turns people off sometimes. But the tone of the whole game is way darker than any other Zelda game. Yeah. And, and I it's, think its its own so story. There's no yeah. Ganon. It's totally encapsulated. Yeah, it's one of the only Zelda games that I can think of that doesn't feature ganon in some part mm-hmm. like he's not actually the big bad at the end whereas mm-hmm. most zelda games it's like yeah you're kind of fighting this per- oh wait no actually you're fighting ganon yep <laughs> oh which side note on that because you know whatever um <laughs> nintendo actually put out their uh, redacted story or the um timeline with really? breath of the wild 
um, because Breath of the Wild wasn't a part of it before, and their really? timeline is all they, sorts they of just crazy. Said it and stuff. wasn't part of it. Well, no, it's sorry. They, I mean, their timeline was from before Breath of the Wild well, came yeah. out. So then, since Breath of the Wild came out, they hadn't updated it yet, yeah, yeah. and they just recently updated Where it. Where did they put it? They moved Link's Awakening for no apparent reason. Really? Just like kind of shifted it around a little bit. Yeah. Breath of the Wild is exactly where I want it to be, and I'm is very happy like, about it. It's at right the end oh, of really? all three of them. Oh, which makes so they me all kind of meet up. At yep, the end which is really game. what I was hoping for. And sorry, side. Yeah, you guys. This know. is a really weird tangent. <laughs> but all it's... the Zelda games have three distinct timelines. If you want to know more, just like there's videos about yeah. it. You can go find that stuff on your it's own. On, it's one of those things too, where like obviously uh, Anuma, the producer, does does not care about oh, the no. time. He's yeah. like, I'm going to make a great game. It's going to have a good story in and of itself. And then retrospectively, Nintendo was like, Oh, you guys want a timeline? Here you go. Here's something. Yeah. And like came up with yeah, it and people it, were it, like i don't understand how these fit together and, and they, they were like, like well this kind of works i guess <laughs> so and it, it kind of you know time is weird huh <laughs> um but the way that i really like that it ties it together is in throughout breath of the wild they talk about like ten thousand years ago blah, mm-hmm. blah 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 and reference things from other games yeah. to where it's like way far in the future and the way that i like to think of it and kind of felt like it was true from throughout the game is that all of the other ones have been the legends of zelda and oh, so yeah. they're all like and they're you know all the others games are very linear story based which makes sense for like a fairy tale or story yeah. kind of thing whereas this one's more exploration it's like this is the only time we've been in the actual world of Hyrule oh, yeah, kind of in the present exactly yeah. yeah as That's opposed to all the other ones were like you know this fanciful fairy tale stuff yeah. so yeah whatever anyway. for giants uh, as a man. <laughs> but what I really wanted to talk about is I actually mentioned it last week but I listened to it a lot more this week and just it's so good um, the song uh, Five Light Years by May Goodbye, my love, if I don't see you song and it is fantastic um it's got a lot of like kind of typical may tropes they sort of in the same way to mute math have some kind of not even reggae but like that kind of a influence a little bit Mm -hmm. which is always a bit weird like i that feels almost like an insult to me but um (laughs) but you know in this like mute math is the same way where they just have some of that in there and so there's some of that but then all of a sudden the like bridge or chorus or some some part of this song has like a really heavy halftime groove yeah that's i i i said it to matt the other day i was like hey listen to this song and he listened to it and he was like wow that's better than anything i've ever heard in my life that's what i said i like that your tweet your your uh text messages sound like you are a robot wow wow Hello. that is better than anything <laughs> I've ever heard. That is better than anything I have ever I've heard. Said, in my I life. Said, the Beatles, who? <laughs> the Rolling Stones, who? Yep, the I agree. Who? <laughs> <laughs> so that's what I've been checking out. What about you, man? So, in keeping with summer tradition, I uh, mm-hmm. I went and dipped my pigwi- my piggly wigglies into a. <laughs> Uh, a fresh pool uh, that I had not dipped my Piggly Wigglies into before, really. I, what nice Why are you looking at me like that? <laughs> now we're thinking about, we're, I'm going. getting hungry. You look like someone's grandma having a stroke. <laughs> uh, <I'm> sorry. <laughs> I checked out on Saturday night uh, Emo. What? Yeah. What? I wanted to talk about <laughs> the this. genre uh, of emo. What? The genre of emo. So Saturday I feel night. Like that's not something that should be said. <laughs> well, for... 
Uh, here's the thing. So Saturday night, I ended up going with my wife and a friend to the Basement East's uh, emo karaoke night, and yeah. this was a this was an event put on, I guess, by the basement. I don't know. It's, it's a live band, and they're called literally called the emo band, and their job is to learn. The emo songs that were popular from, I guess, the years 2000 to 2005, the future, I don't know. The year 2000. <laughs> and <laughs> that one, too. They learned that one. Uh, For some reason. And yeah. the way it works is that you get up, you get there, you, you get in line, you go, you get your ticket, and then you go get in another line once you get inside, and there's a sign-up sheet. Uh, for pretty much all the big emo pop punk songs that were around in that uh, time and you sign up on the list and then you go up there and in the order that you sign up you go and do your song whatever song you pick and you are the singer and the emo band plays the the backing track for you Uh, it was very very fun I want to start I want to start by saying it was very fun it was a very fun experience (laughs) did you sing I did not Uh, I only you thought about it I did. I, I fully planned on singing a song. I, there was one song that I saw on their list of songs that I thought, I can do that one. And I fully planned on going up there to do it after four or five beers. Uh, <laughs> unfortunately, even though my friend and I were the like fourth and fifth in line to sign up, I go to pick my song and it had already uh, been taken by the guy, guy number one, the first oh, guy wow. to sign up. And he was the first one that got up there and sang. And he did a great job, better than I would have ever done because he really <laughs> Especially hyped up the crowd. Especially after four or five beers. <laughs> Especially after four or five beers. Because I'm not going to get up and sing any emo song at the basement uh, <laughs> completely sober. That's just not going to happen. But uh, my friend did sing and he did a very good job. He's a very good singer. Uh, and so it was a very fun night. Uh, but what I wanted to talk about, and I kind of wanted to get you guys' opinion on this, mm-hmm. is I guess sort of, I mean, we all know this at this point, I didn't listen to really anything uh, during those times other than classic rock and, mm-hmm. and a little bit of like modern pop rock, I guess. Uh, I, pop punk slash emo music was just never, I just never got on that train. So uh, I, I missed those times. I know the songs because I know that that was a genre that was gigantic. Side note, Parker just tried Oktoberfest for the very first time because yeah, it's out at stores right yeah, now. Yeah, I know. It's, it's already out. Weird. It's August and we're selling Oktoberfest. Yeah. Parker, yeah. initial thoughts. It's kind of like Christmas now. Uh, yeah, it was. I was good. I'm not. I don't love beers, um, but that one was. That was all right. Yeah, it's nice. It's a little bit sweet. It's got yeah, a nice like bready kind uh-huh. of feeling. To it's it. yeah. it's pumpernickels. Oh, it's like pumpernickels. pumpernickels. Just like pumpernickels. Yeah, it tasted almost German like uh, I would even say Oktoberfest. Oktoberfest. I would imagine yeah, it tastes no, like the events. It is pretty fantastical to me that just like an an event in German culture just has its own style of beer. Oh yeah, <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Because it, it, it's not like October. This isn't like Sam Adams Oktoberfest beer. It's that this style is the Oktoberfest. And interesting. A lot of companies will come out with Oktoberfest. Having lived so close to Germany for several years of my life, yeah. I've never been to an Oktoberfest anything. But I mean, also, I wouldn't have taken part in many of the shenanigans anyway. So it's I, not I've like seen it. pictures from Oktoberfest, and I really don't have any interest in being a part of any of that. But anyways, tell I'd us like more about yeah, emo. emo so, so you you were gonna ask a question of sorts. So yeah, I, like. I just never really got into emo, but I I I guess I kind of gained a new appreciation for the genre. But after seeing the the hordes of people that were singing, I mean, these guys knew every single line, every ratio, single song, guy to girl ratio singing. I'm curious. Well, first of all, everyone there was around my age, okay. like late twenties, maybe early thirties. Got it. Uh, 54 years old, right around that time, (laughs) uh, which I thought was odd because, you know, 
It's 54 year olds. (laughs) (laughs) They were like, how did I get here? (laughs) Because 54 year olds are senior citizens. (laughs) (laughs) Not like they didn't know where they were going. Where's supper? When's supper ready? Chad, he thinks he's halfway to that. (laughs) Uh, And then I had to change all their diapers, and it was crazy. What we think? So no, it was all it was all like late twenties, early thirties kind of people for the most part. Uh, I didn't like I kind of fully expected to go there and Mm -hmm. and just see. 17, 18 year old people. Uh, and I don't know. Maybe it was a 21 and up. It's a 21 and up. Yeah. Okay. Which so, I experienced because we were going to see Mute Math and we brought my mm. sister in law and she was 20. Oh, no. And we got to the door and we we're like, well, oh, I guess no. we're going home. And so <laughs> we just went home and oh, we had tickets for all sucks. three of us. And I was like, this is the worst. <laughs> oh, so, that sucks. So we did so, not see Mute Math at the Basement East. So, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't like 21 and up events for that reason, but I mean, I guess I, I get do it. If it's like, like clearly labeled. Like, yeah. yeah. Which it up? was not. And that was a bit right. frustrating. But yes, go on. So I, I would just was always kind of under the impression that emo music was a was a phase i i thought it was like this century's disco in mm. a manner that it was hugely popular for a very like a relatively short time i mean disco was around seven eight years and then it just kind of crashed and burned i thought that that's what emo music was and i like i really just did not realize that that many people were were that invested in it that they were that passionate i mean looking at the crowd everyone it didn't matter who was up there singing if they forgot the lyrics or they were shy or whatever like the whole crowd was like no you got this and like everyone was singing along to every single song songs that i had never heard of by bands that i had never heard of and i just didn't realize that it was like that that it meant that much to so many people i kind of just thought it was like another disco in a way here here are the thoughts that i have so far on all the things that you said disco was more about the environment mm-hmm. of going to discos and dancing. Yeah. Um, and so the songs themselves, there would be disco versions of whatever song, but it was just like, uh, it's the disco version, so you mm-hmm. can get your boogie on. Yeah. And, well, and to be as, fair, like that yeah. still happens. Like, oh, there, for sure. There are EDM. club remixes yeah, that's of what stupid EDM is. songs. Like Russian Circles has a, a yep. weird European dance version and of one of their songs. But like, bar like a couple of songs that you know might peek through, 10 years from now, nobody's going to be looking back at a specific EDM song and be like, that's the one. You know, besides yes. besides maybe like 10 or 20 of them that I yeah. am not aware of, but, you know, exist or whatever. <laughs> um, as opposed to emo music. Emo music, I think, I mean, inherently <laughs> is... I mean, emotional, that that's part of it. So I think there was a strong, like a strong connection to each song that somebody would have a connection to. Yeah. And all yeah. of those were at the top of the charts or whatever of, you know, like I looked at the list of songs cause I thought about going and then I didn't end up going. But, um, yeah, a lot of them were just songs that a were, you know, just really popular, but B just a lot of people had specific connections to mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah. And even if their lyrics sucked, like, I think we look back on a lot of the songs and we're like, yeah, it's not like it was the best. I mean, some of the songs I think still definitely hold up, but again, Ohio is for lovers. Like yeah, we mentioned last week. I really want to know, did somebody sing Ohio is for lovers? Well, they may have, honestly, I don't know. That band did. They, they fully plan on doing like three sets that night. Their first set was an hour and a half long and they must've, done anywhere between 25 and 30 songs and then they took a 30 minute break and said we're going to come back and do another hour and a half set and then we're going to take another break and come back and do another set so because i think there were like 70 or 80 signups which was insane um but we left after the first set because at at that point a 
emote I out. got it. Like, <laughs> I get it. I see what's uh, happening here. Especially yeah. if you don't have an attachment to all 85,000 of those songs. Right. So like, you know. And, and B, I couldn't hear anything, and I don't think the other people I was with could hear anything yeah. either. You didn't take ear ears... protection? No. Dude. No. Dude. No, what I'm a mistake. I forgot about it. I always forget about it. I tell myself like a week in advance, like before show, I'm like, ear protection. Gonna bring it. Got it. Gonna have it. And then got it. Gonna have it. Got it. Happen. Gonna have it. And it just doesn't ever happen. You know I got what? like three packs of earplugs at home. They're <laughs> sitting unused. But uh, I just, I kind of thought like, I, my initial reaction was, well, you know, if this music is so big and like these songs are so popular and catchy, because they are. I mean, I'm, they're yeah. catchy songs. They they were never my taste, but they're catchy. I, I just thought to myself, why don't what? Why did this genre die? And then, ten or fifteen songs into the set, I was, I was like, yeah, that's why, because <laughs> every song is just formulaic. They're oh, all, yeah. they all follow the exact same formula. I'm not even joking. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. verse, chorus, verse, chorus, solo, bridge, the chorus again and out. Hundred percent. Which is just, I mean, that's pop. That's pop yeah. music, yeah, right? And that's all this is, is pop punk. And especially those were like the actual singles and hits of those albums. Yeah. So it's entirely possible that on one, you know, any one of those albums, all of the other songs. I mean, this is not the case, but that, yeah. quote unquote, all the other songs were some different formula, which again is not yeah. the case. They probably have a couple mm. on each of those albums that are not like that, but uh, mm. well, like I mean, yeah. it did. Like it honestly didn't matter what the band was; they had the same guitar tone. They had, you know, pretty much the same yep. four chord progression, and that's that's fine. Again, that is <laughs> that's pop why music. one band can play all of them. That's, yeah. and, and that's what I thought to myself. Like, that's why one band that doesn't like I looked at the, the both the guitar players. They didn't have a whole lot of pedals. Like, they didn't have a whole lot of effects going nope. on. It's pretty much just like heavy distortion and big old amps. Yeah, and that's really what you need to do it. And it every was, once in a while, great. turn off the distortion yeah. for like yeah, a second. Yeah, yeah. Be like, hey, this is clean. Yep. Yeah. Not anymore. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It was like, oh, we're going to play a little bit of clean. <laughs> uh, and again, I'm not trying to like, no, I'm not trying no. to diss it in any way because I understand it. I really I mean, that's, do. That's where I came up in music was in that right. scene. So yeah. And no, I just, I, I wonder, like I was thinking of kind of Parker, I guess, in a way that like a lot of people grew up on that and then they sort of maybe they switched or or went over to like hardcore because like once the genre started to play itself out which i do think it did because i think there's only so much you can do just Mm -hmm. like disco before it it's kind of like one of those branches of the huge i guess rock and roll tree that like didn't branch anything else (laughs) off of it it just kind of died right there i i don't know i I have some other thoughts about like where hardcore went because i think hardcore did kind of fizzle out into some, mm. but it led into something else in my head. Yep. Um, I, I actually didn't get into hardcore from like the pop punk emo mm. scene. Like mm-hmm. I, I kind of just went straight to hardcore because I had friends that were listening to hardcore, yeah. which kind of led me there. And it wasn't until really quite a bit after the fact that I even listened to bands like Amberlin or some other stuff. And there were some bands that I think are like tangentially related to that, that I was like, Oh yeah, this is kind of cool or whatever, but I wasn't ever super into it. Now hardcore, I think really gave way into, uh, into what you referenced earlier in, uh, wub, 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 wub. Uh, <laughs> well, yeah, that whole genre. Dubstep? Well, dubstep. Oh, yeah, dubstep. Uh, I, yes. think, I think hardcore became dubstep. Because if, if I, it, just mm. hear me out. Yeah. All the kids that I knew in high school that were super into hardcore mm-hmm. eventually also got super into dubstep. And I think it's because at a certain point you go, well, these guitars can't get any heavier. 
but <laughs> this like weird synth can yeah and so that's what i'm into yeah. now i think it yeah it did branch i mean a lot of music branches off into all sorts of different things i it's interesting thinking about uh, being so outside of it, thinking about disco, because I wonder what somebody at the time would say that it, if it completely just capped off and died immediately, which kind of seems to be the narrative that I've heard as far as, you know, like disco, 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 and then Nirvana. And everybody's like, whoa, what's this disco stuff? Like, get yeah. that out of here. And then... I think I think probably what you would run into more than anything is like nostalgia. I think right. you would get people who are listening to it because of the like memories that they have associated right. with Hanging out in discotheques or like right. dancing or roller skating. But genre stuff. wise, yeah, I don't know if it really led into anything besides now, yes, nostalgia stuff, yeah. it creeping up in, you know, songs by pop bands at these points that right. are kind of throwback to the 80s or whatever. Whereas I do feel like being kind of in the scene or whatever back in the day, that emo did lead into a lot of different genres or whatever, but kind of like you were saying with hardcore music that, uh, you know, there was a lot more kind of weird, um, it was just messy. It wasn't like yeah. this led really cleanly into this. Yeah. This Yeah. I mean, for example, like progressive metal is, yeah. uh, is a prime example of, you know, emo by no means led directly into progressive metal, but that mixed with some hardcore mixed with some jazz stuff from the other side yeah. became this thing. But then some of those same elements became like pop country as it's known today. <laughs> like there's, sure. uh, it's really funny. One of the bands that, uh, that we've managed or whatever at my at my other job place all of the guys they're like a pop country duo all of the guys in the band used to be warp tour guys oh, like yeah. every, all That's of the funny. like six or whatever of them yeah. it's like the both of the guy both of the singers and then all four band members just grew up you know playing vans warp tour and yeah. but yeah. now they're playing pop country <laughs> yeah and there hey, seems not the money to be, is. Yeah. yeah. Oh, exactly. Whatever pays the bills. Yeah. Whatever pays but the it's bills. you know a lot of those tendencies kind of slip into there too. So it's it's just interesting how um, all of our music ends up being so intertwined. I feel like yep. now we're just different elements kind of get passed around. And um, yeah. there's definitely some stuff. I think uh, topically, a lot of the topics of emo music have died out. Yeah. Um, right. Specifically, the like. I, I mean, some some emo music is just about like I remember. I don't. I might have said this on the podcast before. Commenting on a Slipknot video that had some sad lyrics. I don't listen mm. to Slipknot at all, and I was totally trolling. But I commented on it back in like 2007, <laughs> and I was like, arguably these are pretty some pretty emo lyrics. And somebody commented back, furious, just fuming, like, no, they're not emo. And I was like, eh, kind of, like musically, no, but lyrically, I mean, what's to say? You know, who's yeah. to say really? Uh, and so <laughs> I think, yeah. And I think that's another thing that just kind of blends the like emo music. Yeah. It had its own sound, but even more than that, it had its own style. Like the fashion that came along with it, oh, the no, scene that came along yeah. with it, swooshy which hair. has gone into the hipster scene now largely, which is very interesting. Think? Yeah. I don't huge know. gauges, not beards and stuff, but oh, okay. aspects of it. So that's an interesting yeah. thing. Cause I don't think of huge gauges as being like a hipster thing. That's hmm. always been sort of the hardcore culture to True. me. That's what I feel. Hipster has, to me, has always been like the indie rock crowd with but think like about weirdly like, uh, old Portlandia or whatever. I mean, I get that, yeah. but like, I don't know. Gauges don't really fit into that for me. Yeah. Mm. So, but, anyway, but I think there's... You're not hipster if you have gauges. <laughs> yeah. Chat... <laughs> I'm just going to stop. <laughs> also, I feel like I, as feeling uh, personally in, invested, yeah, invested in this back in the day too, uh, swoopy hair was a big emo thing. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah. And 
lost its emo status immediately when Justin Bieber came on the scene <laughs> because then everybody was calling it like the Bieber swoop yeah. or whatever. And I was yeah. like, well, I'm cutting my hair. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm not about to be associated yeah. with Justin I Bieber. I had a lot of family members that were like, wow, you're doing the Justin Bieber thing. I was like, my hair Ooh. has not changed <laughs> for I'm the last like, six years. Yeah. Why is it now that I'm doing a Justin Bieber thing? Like, all right, Justin well, Bieber's doing a chat thing. Do Thank you very thing. much. <laughs> Goodness, uh, this has been the longest so you, intro. Do you, yeah, do you have any like closing remarks on on emo? Night no, or any I don't. Specific... I just think that I I was somebody who was who put himself in a box as yeah. far as other genres go, and emo was one of my prime like examples of doesn't this music suck so mm-hmm. bad? Isn't this just terrible? The way like because that was my prime argument when I was 17, 18 years old was music's terrible now because this is what rock and roll has turned into. Uh, yeah. Not aware that rock and roll had turned into a million different things. I just thought that it turned into yellow card. Yeah. And I thought, oh, now we got like violins and stupid muddy guitars. Great. That's rock and roll. Yeah. Uh, because my yellow feeble 17 year old mind. Yellow card is fine. Yeah. They're they're fine. They're great. I they, said fun, it, not oh, fine. Okay. Oh, yeah. Which only <laughs> Slightly they're changes fun. it. It's just yeah, they're fun. These times, I I I enjoy them. Uh, the, Arguably, the I only know three of their songs. So. Yeah. <laughs> well, and again, I I think you just have to take everything with a grain of salt because that whole genre was pretty much aimed at like twelve to fifteen year olds. Yeah, exactly. I mean, just being totally honest, yep. like, yeah. and and that doesn't invalidate it in any way. But I mean, the kinds yeah. of things that the bands were talking about, the kinds of issues they were talking about were like high school a, sort of issues yeah so, so i i guess i was just too old for it even at the time that it was popular could be so i don't mm-hmm. know i think i was just ignorant mm-hmm. uh what's so, our topic yeah tonight we are going to talk about uh cute air horns here <laughs> I like how different our air horn sounds are but they both sound like air horns a little bit yeah sure <laughs> Man alive. <laughs> we're going to talk about hype songs. Now we're both fwaying. You're fwe, welcome. Fwe is a really good, just like onomatopoeia. Yeah, I, I just say. feel like there's no way to say fwe without it sounding really <laughs> hmyped. Hmm. Anyway. I, I would have gone with a B sound, like Oh, interesting. Yeah. I thought fwe, you meant fwe. like buzz, buzz, buzz. <laughs> buzz, buzz, buzz. <laughs> I could just imagine like some hip hop hype man, like. <laughs> Getting up there and be like, yo, it's Lil Wanky. And then be like, bzz, 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 bzz. <laughs> as if, like, get off the stage, you got the answer wrong. <laughs> yeah. kind of a, I'm get glad you here. brought Lil Wanky, as I we haven't know. talked about wanking in a really long time. <laughs> oh, man. Episode uh, one. I wonder how many people are turned off by guitar solos. <laughs> hey, this is episode 19. This is episode, this is 19. episode 19. Next week. One more to the big 2 0. Well, we're not. Hmm. What's our topic? <laughs> uh, yeah, we're talking about hype songs. And by <laughs> hype, I just generally mean songs that get you all energized and hopped up. Songs you want to turn it up because it only needs to be a little bit louder. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm not going to make that joke anymore. It's I brought up that joke at work Parker's earlier today. <laughs> almost country career. <laughs> Maybe that's one of our picks. Who knows? Uh, that would make me so <laughs> hype, <laughs> dude. For entirely I mean, the wrong reasons, but yeah, sure, whatever. So, I, yeah, I guess these are the kind of songs. Like, uh, it was I was hesitant when picking this because I guess like the label on hype songs nowadays are those songs that we were talking about before, sure. like the yeah, like the hips, like mm. the whatever is popular on the radio where they're like, we only have tonight, so we gotta live it up, sure. like. Like let's let's get 
crazy on the dance floor. <laughs> Those kind of songs. Uh, Pretty much. That's not really what we're talking about. I think. I think more or less the general consensus is yeah. that it's just songs that like get you like you maybe up. fast moving or get you like yeah like that's good i don't know we'll play some i'm pretty sure only we'll one see. of mine is going to be one that like just the mass populace would agree with and then the other two are like okay yeah i guess so sure whatever i don't know both of my all of mine are, are pretty pretty hyped yeah <laughs> pretty pretty hyped. excited well that's good so uh <laughs> i i think generally we're staying away from uh sad stuff this week which yeah. is great yeah Right? It's very fun. Because we, we need a happy stuff. episode. Well, I think we talk about sad stuff too much. Well, maybe the lyrically they're not yeah, super happy, but yeah. Yeah, um, there you go. But upbeat. Upbeat. Yeah, we'll say that. Upbeat. That's a word. Yeah, That's a good sure word. Is. Um I'll go ahead and start. Go for it. Do that thing. Yeah, so my first one is a song by a band that I was exposed to in college. Um yeah, Chad, you were saying earlier you haven't really talked about these guys or like heard anything heard about them in like years. In a long time. Um, but and they're they're pretty much that band for me. Only like I, I really only follow this album, which I'm pretty sure is their their debut album. I know they've put out like remember. four or five records since then, like 2010 or 11. Uh, but this is the band Sleigh Bells and uh, the I totally plan on going into so, it. Nope, there. I just planned on teasing it. Um, Being like, oh, remember this that is song? The Christmas band. The uh, Christmas. This band doesn't sound anything like Christmas. Not even. Um, this is a guy and a girl duo. Uh, the guy plays guitar and the girl sings, and they got a lot of drum machines going on in most nice. of their music. I uh, I was reading uh, an article the other day. Uh, it was a review of the the Weezer concert that just came through town from like the Nashville scene or whatever. And uh, so it was Weezer and then Pixies opened up for them. And then the first band that went on was uh, Sleigh Bells, and, like, who are apparently on tour with I, both okay. these bands. Everything you just said made no sense at all because A, I didn't realize the Pixies were still touring. Yeah. Holy cow. I just yeah. did not even Well, they don't have Kim Deal anymore. They got uh, a replacement. But uh, Pixie the other sticks? Three. Like the candy? Yep. Yep. Those Nailed guys. them one. Got it. Yeah, they get on stage, they're all a little short, and they're like, <laughs> and everyone's like, ah, open up, and ah, let's eat you. Yeah. <laughs> that's, their, that's their tour. It's a pretty short show. Uh, but no, yeah, uh, Pixies open up for Weezer, and then Sleigh Bells open up for them. And uh, I was reading this article, and the guy writing it was talking about like how basically Weezer sucked, and then uh, Pixies sucked because they don't have Kim Deal. And then he was like, I got I got to the concert right around the time that Sleigh Bells was halfway through their set, Good and gosh. they just sounded like a broken record on repeat. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, that's about right. <laughs> <laughs> I get that, but also this guy sounds like he didn't want to go to the concert to begin with and was like, I have to write this article on this thing. I guess I'll go to like half of it. Hey, dude, do you like music? No. Do you um, want to go to this show? No. He was pretty, All right, head on out. You're writing an article about it. Yeah. He was pretty uh, He was pretty brave in his, his words. He basically said that Weezer hasn't put out a good album in over 10 years. Oh. <laughs> He's like... I wouldn't know, but yeah. I'm sure, whatever. Um, okay. well, I mean, which I guess you could argue is true. Like, I, I, I could tell you like I five or six else. songs of Weezer's in the past ten years. But I can name two, and one of them was a, a song <laughs> that we named last week. So. Um, and then, yeah, uh, so basically I thought that was funny because, yeah, that's pretty much what this band sounds like. Uh, most of their music is very repetitive, um, but I remember the first time I heard Infinity Guitars, and that song is an absolute banger. Um, I think I was sitting in a coffee shop, and it came on, 
and I like my friends were having a conversation. I wasn't really paying attention. I just got sidetracked. <laughs> I just got sidetracked by like something else going on. And then I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. Like, like a nice little like kind of I guess lo-fi, but like heavily distorted beat going on. And then all of a sudden, like what I'm gonna play for you guys is the uh, the break portion where the song kind of like completely stops, breaks out, and then I don't know, you'll hear it. It's is good. It's a good one. <laughs> Gotta love that stick of butter at the yeah. end. Like, it's just like, here's all of it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's pretty much what that is. Uh, yeah, that song goes from like like 10 miles an hour to 100 miles an hour really quick. And I love that. I just yeah. I love that guitar feedback. Just uh, all of a sudden, out of nowhere, kicking in. Because for a good straight like minute and a half, that song is just like with that you know drum machine going on, and then you just hear that snare whop. I, I feel know, like that's the kind crazy. where, yeah, you've got, you know, you're listening to songs on shuffle and you're like, oh, I guess I got to turn up a little bit for this one. And then yeah. you get yeah. to that point and you're like, no, I shouldn't have done that. <laughs> and then you die. I, I had songs in my iPod that for some reason in the metadata, it would, it would be like 100% louder than all the other songs. So I'd be on shuffle. It's like, that song ends. And then, it's just so loud. And I mean, just kill my It's the worst part about shuffle. But that song, I instantly fell in love with because I was sitting in a coffee shop, like, it was pretty, pretty catchy little tune. And then that kicked in and I was like, oh, it just got way louder. And then like my buddies were even us like, oh, Hey, like, oh, that's cool. That's this some music just, right there. That's music. And I was like, yeah, you guys haven't been listening to it this whole time, but I have because your conversation was boring. But um, yeah, Sleigh Bells is, uh, I, if, it, they're kind of one of those bands, like if you've heard one of their songs, you've pretty much heard all their songs because they they're very formulaic, but um, they, they do have some some good uh, high energy, just like hype tunes that if you're driving down the car, like their songs are very driving. And I think that might be a key to like writing a, like a, a heavy driving song is do do a certain amount of time with this repetitive thing and then have a drop i guess if that's what it's called <laughs> i don't like using the word drop like i hate when people say oh new album drops saturday like mm-hmm. that's that's my least favorite expression in the world but uh songs i guess like i could find a less favorite expression to use i'm sure yeah i'm probably i probably could too but <laughs> I don't like it. It's like, when does the album come out? Yeah. Oh, it drops on Saturday. It's like, what? <laughs> what don't no, drop just, the CD, man. Like, you, you might fine. shatter it. Just hand it to me. Just don't. give it to me. I don't. You don't have to drop straight it. Straight out of the sky. <laughs> Bam. Um, but yeah, I I, I I enjoy Sleigh Bells, and again, they're not like a band that I really follow. Um, they just have some like, if this song comes on shuffle when mm-hmm. I'm in the car, yeah, I'll turn it up. Yeah. This and a couple other there. It only needs to be a little. <laughs> it only needs to be a little bit louder. <laughs> Just a little bit. Uh, <laughs> oh, oh man, I don't. I don't know if we should ever let him. It's never gonna die. One. I don't <laughs> think that one point. should die. I think that should just keep yeah. going. Yeah, Not yeah. that part has anything to be ashamed of because that's yeah. a, a well, really good song. Yeah, no, that's, I don't think that's what it is. But <laughs> dude, if you if you like pop country, you like that song. I know. I know it. Uh, man, no, yeah, it's. I agree. It just feels very hype and upbeat and like, yeah. oh, that's a lot of fun things going on right there, mm-hmm. which is good. Uh, another one, I 
I think the beginnings was so I picked all beginnings for my songs, oh, like wow. the first thirty right. seconds or so, because I feel like that's that sets you off straight. Like, sure. If it's gonna start out, um, a testament to this song and how hype it is. Uh, my sister went to a show by this band, and this opened up their set, and within like a second. Everybody in the room is singing, yeah. and the song is "The Sweetness" by or "Sweetness" oh, yeah. by Jimmy Eat World. <laughs> I'll, I'll play it real quick, nice. and we'll all hear what's going on. If you're I mean, so at the concert, it would just, if you listen, and it ev- everybody. <laughs> yeah. So, and that's like, if Chat, that's not neighbors. a mark of, <laughs> we're in a house. My mother's trying to sleep. Why is your mother in my house? What's she doing? This isn't my house. Wait a minute. Where am I? It doesn't matter. What time is the soup? Yeah, it's it, it's just good and fun yeah. and mm-hmm. like the whole song. I mean, the song's fun and upbeat the rest of the time too, and you know it's lots of good mm-hmm. times and whatnot. But especially that beginning just really gets you into it, and I feel like it's it's just driving, like you mm-hmm. said. It's nothing too crazy, and there's a piano part in the chorus that we didn't get to the chorus particularly, but it's just going like ding 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 ding, ding while all the other chords are changing. Mm-hmm. It's just playing like a fifth up mm-hmm. on like you know the root and the fifth or whatever, just really high up, which just feels you know, upbeat and driving and fun times yeah. and whatnot. Uh, yeah, and that's Jimmy Eat World has a tendency to do that uh, with like the the high energy vocal mm-hmm. that's just by itself, and then all of a sudden the full mm-hmm. band comes in. They do that in a lot of their songs. I mean, think of like I don't know. I guess think of the middle, yeah. like the the yeah. chorus of the middle is just everything drops out. It just take boom, and everything comes. Man, that's in. Another, I thought about that one. It's not like quite as like driving hype, whatever. It's just, just a fun song, yeah. But it's not like I guess as hype as this one was. But I also yeah, thought I feel about like that. It's probably a lot of like kind of pop punk. Yep. Had anybody yes. done the middle while you were there on Saturday? I saw that was on the set list. No. Okay. I was just curious. No, no one. No Because uh, that, that was one, one of the ones I was thinking about doing if mm. I had gone. Ah, there's yes. only a couple of songs that were on that list that were in my vocal range mm-hmm. because <laughs> I'm like a medium baritone and oh, yeah. Man Alive emo songs are just they're, up there. They are definitely tenor range. Woo. Yes, they are. Yeah, so I, Panic at the Disco actually was, I was going to do uh, I Write, or not I, I, not yeah. I Write Sins. Um, the only difference between Martyrdom and Suicide is the mm. breast coverage. God, that song, because it's just No one did fun. that one either. Yeah, Someone I would have done I it. Sins, and yep. At the, at the end, <laughs> when I don't have a beard, people have told me I look like Brendan Urie, and I'm like, I don't know quite how I feel about that. Yeah, there's but somehow trying to stay relevant, but that's sort of another yeah. conversation. <laughs> that's it. Very much is. Yeah. Um. So my first one is a very different direction than either of you went. Well, it's oh, just good. like a Brilliant. kind of song that I think is really hype. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I went for like the the kind of end toward bits of songs because mm-hmm. I like that kind of build up to something. That's yep. why I love post rock so much and. And uh, this song is a song by... So the original song was by Ana Managuchi. Uh, they did a song with Hatsune Miku. And of then there's a remix of uh, by Laserdisc of this song. 
Yeah. <laughs> my best friends. My best friends. Uh, yeah, Hatsune Miku is a Vocaloid from Japan. Uh-huh. Uh, it's real great. She's very, very J-pop. Uh, and then Anamanaguchi got to do like a song with her, and it was super. It's really fun, sickeningly sweet. That whole thing. Mm-hmm. And Laserdisc mm. made this remix of it, and it's it just gets so hype so mm. fast. <laughs> it's so, so good. Uh, so yeah, that's my first. happy and that like super subwoofer drop that happens yep. right at the little chorus bit or whatever just gets me really excited it makes my hands do this funny little thing where i like throw my hands out uh yeah throw your hands Seamus up in the air definitely like got me into this throw my hands in the air. i just don't even care about it uh-huh. nah it's real great it's I and it's different from like it's not because it, some of the other hype songs are like everybody get moving like yeah i'm beating things whereas this is just like just good times yeah. kind of sound it's got a big old groove I really like how the lyrics kind of uh, dive into her history with her father. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, like. And, like, I the fact. It was really Miku. a twist when she mentioned that he was actually part cow. And I didn't really understand <laughs> yeah. how. Miku, uh, Miku. Well, a lot of people Ooh-y-oo. don't know this, but uh, the reason Ooh-y-ooh. that you get that twist. <laughs> yeah. The, the reason you get that twist is because M. Night Shyamalan wrote oh, this song. Of wow. course. And, uh, yeah. And he no just idea. loves cowtails. He does love cowtails. And twist. <laughs> Dragon Tails? Dragon Tales, Dragon Tales. That's a hype song if ever I heard one. Hi, welcome oh, to Dragon Oh, you know what's Cast. a hype song? Fairly Odd Parents theme song. Pokemon theme song. Take it back. Get away, Fairly Odd Parents. Pokemon theme song, you're in. Here we go. Parker's got too many thoughts Hoppa. running around in his brain. <laughs> oh, wait, that's another good hype song. Yeah, especially like 30 minutes in. Anyways, do we want to do the listener submission first? Oh, yeah, let's do listener submission for break. Okay, so yeah, my my lovely wife. Smart. Alyssa sent in a listener submission. Yeah, but why are you so smart? Uh, well, I see. I got this big old brain that my mom gave me, <laughs> and my dad. They both they worked together and gave my me this mom big didn't old give me a big brain. brain. Uh, so Alyssa sent in the song uh, "Rather Be" by Clean Bandit, featuring somebody else whose name I didn't know, uh, and so therefore can't remember. Little um, wink. But she said, "I listened to this song for an entire summer for a few years. A few years, not for a few years ago. A few years ago, <laughs> and since then, every time it comes on in public or private, I always." sing with it and get really pumped and happy and it also made on onto our wedding playlist so that was really Ooh, nice Aww. and it's just it's a really exciting song weddings yeah. here we go with every step we take kyoto to the bay strolling so casually we're different and the same gave you another name switch up the batteries It's a pretty hype song. Yeah, yeah I like it. <laughs> no place I'd rather be. It's just like 
I mean, especially when the vocal, like when the lyrics match up with it too, that doesn't have to be the case for it to be hype, but it helps. Especially on like poppy songs like this, where it's already about, and I've got an example that I'll have to do with that. (laughs) After a little bit of a break. Welcome back, guys. Was last week? The week where we had the really weird uh, yes, the, <laughs> the yes. transition between... I think it was uh, last week. Yeah, because I did something like... Or yeah. I don't know if anybody else noticed that. Like, if you listened last week and you're like, that was just such a weird little transition thing, we agree. Correct. <laughs> I texted it the next week. I mean, it was two weeks ago. Well, it's hard. Remember. You don't always know how to come back, like, to, to welcome everybody back. To be back, honest, it also, weird. that wasn't quite on purpose. We were just doing, uh, the guy <laughs> from, um, uh, Star Wars Episode One, the Gungan. Oh, oh yeah. Um, Lost like, Lost. Yeah. <laughs> I think we were just doing that, and I just hit record. I was like, yeah, whatever. It'll yeah, work. Yeah. This is fine. <laughs> oh, but boy. It was exemplified, by, it was uh, intensified by the fact that just before the intro, or before the break, we also were doing some silly voices that I did not remember about. Yeah. So it's just like <laughs> break music, music, music. It's like whatever. What a bunch of weirdos. Mm, correct. Oh uh, man. Hey, uh, hype songs. Let's see what we got. Let's do it. Uh, so for my second pick, I went something a little more familiar. Mm. Uh, my first pick was a band that I don't necessarily love. I do love that song, but I don't love that 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 band really. I love this band. Uh, LCD Sound System has become over the past two years one of my absolute favorite bands i had the pleasure of seeing them live uh in nashville last year in october i went by myself because none of my friends like them Uh, but because there is a real advantage to going to shows by yourself because when you're one person it's much easier to get up front than it Uh, is like if you're two people or three people and you gotta hold hands and you gotta be like oh is he still behind me like (laughs) so i was able to kind of get my my way right up to the front and I saw this band live, and I mean, honestly, it was kind of a religious experience. These guys put on such a good live show. They have all, if you don't know anything about LCD Sound System, uh, they kind of made a name for themselves in the in the New York City like indie rock scene, like when the Strokes were coming up in Interpol. Uh, they were kind of one of those bands that squeezed their way in there. Mm-hmm. And uh, they, they put out three records between like 2004 to 2011, uh, and they were all very, very good records, and they all seemed to like top themselves. Um, so I, I decided to pick a song off their first record called Movement, and this song is, to me, so, so fun, because when I saw them live, they did something with this song that... that um, I guess, like, I guess if you don't know anything about them, they blend electric instruments and, like... I, uh, electronic instruments rather like old analog synths and and modern like guitars and real drum sets very very well so they're they always ride that line of like are they an electronic band or are they a rock band um they're heavily influenced by bands like daft punk that incorporate a lot of like yeah. you know i guess quote-unquote real instruments into mainly electronic music well this song uh you, you'll hear a little bit of it it starts off with uh just percussion it's a uh, it's like a drum pad that's just claps, like clap, 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 and a little bit of hi hat, and that's just kind of like what keeps the rhythm for a while. Um, and then there's like a super distorted synth line that's uh, like a synth bass line that's that's just going along. Um, and uh, yeah, you'll hear that. And then and uh, about halfway through the song, the section I'm going to play for you guys. Um, 
it really kicks into high gear. Um, very similar to the way that the last song that I was talking about did. Um, but when they do the song live, they start it off very slow. It's just the drummer, and he just goes, pat. And there's like 10 seconds of silence, and he does another, pat. And after like a minute, he's like slowly building up this pop, 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 and then it like gets full That's on, fun. and then the synth comes in. And you're like, oh, it's that song. Like that. <laughs> when you first hear it, you're like, okay, like what's going on? Is he just like, what you got doing up there? Yeah. Um, but this song is, it's just so good. Uh, it's one of my favorites. So I thought nice. I'd bring it forward and play it. love that james murphy is a really incredible songwriter he does he does pretty much orchestrates the whole band um i mean most of his lyrics are kind of about like this fond memory of nostalgia i guess hmm. uh and this whole first album of theirs has to deal with like how uh, he he wrote the album when he was in his early 30s and he didn't really get on the scene until he was like kind of in his mid 30s so for like a rock star i guess he was old yeah um and most of this album has to deal with that kind of like how uh, you might have heard some of the lyrics in there but in this song he's talking about how like he just feels like a fat guy in a t-shirt um uh and like how no one no one really cares about like somebody like that in the rock and roll scene anymore and that's what this whole album has to deal with is like he kind of just missed the boat on like when his scene was popular um like maybe you don't hear it so much in that song but if you listen to this record all the way through it's heavily inspired by like synth stuff that came out of the 80s like uh talking heads and and that kind of music um which is which is yeah like a new wave kind of vibe and he was heavily inspired by that music but also by like punk music so Mm -hmm. i think this album and this band in general blends that kind of uh idea really well together and i'm surprised that like at the time in the 2000s when this came out that that had not been done before so i love this band they're one of my absolute favorites i i I listen to them all the time and their music just never gets old and it's so much of it is so danceable and just like makes you want to jump up and down and bang your head and when i saw this song live i lost it and especially live i could imagine this song being really just like everybody just having a fun time yeah and that's really what it is it's just pure fun like and most of their music follows that same suit you know just like a pretty easy beat i mean that's just you know like clap 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 there's there's no intricacies to it and it's just fun and then when the i guess the drop comes in (laughs) i don't know uh everything just goes ham and, Mm -hmm. and gets really really fun so yeah cool um so my second song is by Manchester Orchestra. Is, uh, I think actually the first time that I've talked about them like yeah, as, so. as an example. Yep. Um, but I really, really like Manchester Orchestra. This is from their second album, Mean Everything to Nothing. Uh, and I first heard about Manchester like right after this album came out, and it was 
uh, I was about to go to Bonnaroo in 2009. And my sister was like, hey, I got this album. And I which think is you in Manchester. Really it. And right? it's in Manchester, Whoa! yeah. Which I know, it's crazy. So I was listening oh. to Manchester Orchestra, <laughs> driving down to Manchester. It was like literally the night we're leaving. She hands me this CD and is like, you'd probably like this. <laughs> and it was me and everything to nothing. And I listened to it the whole way down there. And the first like four tracks on that album are amazing and like really upbeat one of them's super sludgy mm-hmm. and it's really great um and then right after that they get really heavy like not not heavy like musically but like heavy like oh this is sad i wasn't <laughs> oh, expecting no. to be sad right now and then it picks up again like towards the later part of the album but so i i got really into them that then and like really started looking forward to them and their music and everything. And then the next year for Bonnaroo, we started to go and they were on the lineup and I was like, awesome. I get to see this band that I like learned about last year and then I get to see them now. And so I knew like the music from their first two albums and man, they blew me away. Uh, I got to be really up close, like right on the barrier. So I'm like, mm. you know, six feet from Andy Hull as he's singing mm. these songs and like losing my mind over uh, this song called Shake It Out that has a really great like Shake screaming part. Shake yeah, yeah. Out. The Taylor Swift song. Nope. Uh, not that one. <laughs> but even like even after that, this song still gets me super hyped because I have so many good memories of the group that I hung out with at Seamus's all the time. Pretty much any time we got in the car, this album usually got played. And so when this song would come on, we would still just like scream our hearts out to this song and just like, yeah, because it was just a really good time. And so I have have so many very positive memories of getting super hype in this song. Mm. Yeah. just didn't know what Manchester Orchestra sound like. Pretty much that. Have you okay. never listened to them? Apparently not. I think... I don't know if I got them confused with some other band a long, long time ago. <laughs> Electric Light Orchestra. Yeah. The, uh, well, yeah. more actually, like the Unknown Mortal Orchestra oh. has a very similar sound, but sounds very... Or uh, a similar sounding name, but sounds pretty I was going to say... Interesting. Uh, yeah. <laughs> not really. They don't really sound like that. I think, for some reason, I thought they were just a very, like... Are they a really big band, like lots of members? No, they usually okay. have about five people. I must have gotten them confused with some other band. I do not know which band. Five or six people, I guess. But I, the, my imagination of them was like nine to ten members and like having actually some kind of orchestral type instruments as well oh, as like band, like indie I, rock kind of stuff. I feel like, are, you, are you talking about broken social scene? I mean, no, social but scene I think that's the impression that, that I got, kind of but it wasn't yeah, specifically like broken stuff, social scene, right. but that's about kind of where my yeah. brain was at. Yeah. I mean, to an extent, like Arcade Fire kind of has some of that. Yeah. yeah. They usually have a lot of people or, uh, yeah. Shoot, there was the polyphonic spree mm-hmm. always oh, kind of yeah, was like that, or band. even uh, yeah. Los Campesinos. They're, uh, I don't know, Los Campesinos is probably what I would consider to be closest to this of yeah. those bands that I listed, but but yeah, they're a yeah. lot more like I mean, have some you know, 
almost like post hardcore influences and stuff that I mm-hmm. did not yeah. realize that so, they had. Like, which I was yeah. I was surprised when you said piano becomes a teeth when we listened yeah, to that yeah. example way far back ago. Oh, man, episode like a, one, I think. Yeah, probably. <laughs> um, and then you were like, Yeah, it kinda sounds like like or like Manchester Orchestra. I was like, What this stuff? <laughs> really? Yeah. Yeah, no, it does. Yeah. I mean, it, it's it's kind of that similar feel and everything. Yeah. Um, Manchester Orchestra, I, I think this album specifically sounded a little bit different too, I think because they started, they were touring a lot with like Kevin Devine and mm-hmm. they went on a big tour with, uh, uh, shoot, Brand New. Oh, and interesting. So they, okay. they, them and Brand New got pretty close over this. And Again, like th- I think the image in my mind bit. of Manchester Orchestra touring with Brand New just doesn't make sense, <laughs> yeah. but obviously is incorrect. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, so they, they mesh really well, especially yeah. yeah, yeah, thinking about Brand New and stuff like that. But Talking about this topic overall, it is a little bit hard to quantify. Like I think a lot of the other topics that we talk about, the reasons why a song is a hype song, or I mean, nah, nah, Nope. <laughs> the reasons why songs are whatever the other things are, you know, like cool guitar solos mm-hmm. or whatever we talked about last week. I don't remember. Uh, <laughs> um, I don't know. It was oh my topic. Geez. But oh boy, what I, did we talk? I forget about literally week? every week. Yeah. I'll tell somebody new, like, hey, songs got- that got you into the genre. Yes. that's right. Yeah. yeah, but a lot of those you can kind of like uh, extrapolate on a little bit why. And these ones are I'm finding harder to extrapolate on the reasons why they are high. It really, besides- it's because that's what it makes you feel. Yeah, it's. It makes I mean, you feel the a, way yeah, a lot of them are. Up upbeat mm-hmm. to, to a large degree um but also i mean there's songs that i didn't pick i didn't pick any metal songs which Ma- or chad you'll be surprised by because i yeah. usually do apparently yeah. <laughs> which is true i actually do um <laughs> but i yeah i don't know there's definitely some of those songs that to me i feel like get me hyped but it's more like kind of fits it's in that same conversation as when we talked about groove where it's just like a deep groove yeah that's not necessarily something where i'm like okay let's go let's do this thing and like mm-hmm. caffeine kind of hyped but yeah. more just like uh, feeling yeah, it right. like really you know intimate with a song right then well and that's why i brought this example specifically yeah. because honestly like when I think of usually when I think of hype songs, I do kind of tend to think of like electronic songs yeah. or really like upbeat kind of stuff that I would think like, oh, I'm just like really hype and ready to dance or something like that. The whole guys, my last one's gonna be great, but, <laughs> but keep on going. But this like this song isn't super up tempo. I yeah. mean, like it it moves, but it's not crazy fast or anything, and it's not the most. Uh, like a be happy sounding song like it it's right. definitely kind of got a darker feel to it mm-hmm. and it's just really big and loud yeah what makes it super hype for me is the memories that i have yeah with it. like that's the positive is not, not not even necessarily like positive associations but like just i mean they are positive associations <laughs> but they're associations associations that i have with getting really excited when mm-hmm. this song is playing yeah and that was exactly what it was just i mean like yeah i mean i guess the same could be said about the the first one that i brought forward is like the first time i heard that song was in a coffee shop and like i just remember being sidetracked by that drop and then and then like my buddies were like oh hey that's Mm -hmm. that's a cool thing it definitely i mean that's the thing like just memories of certain things and especially being surprised or something taking you out of the moment creates such a memory of Mm -hmm. like there's bits and songs there's uh, an acidity's burn song that i just remember listening to this song and just noticing this one like two second part and being like ah that's cool i wish they did that longer and now i notice it every time but it's not like that cool 
in and of itself. Mm-hmm. It's just the fact that I like it took me out of the moment at that one point. Right. Um, but I think within the tying into memories and stuff, and also almost like expectations to some degree too. Mm-hmm. This uh, this next song, my second example, uh, kind of does that. So I when we talked about road trip music, I brought up the fact that the Starting Lines album Direction is one that my wife and I listen to in the in the car fairly often on like road trips or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, the first song on that album is called Direction. Hey. That's what the album's called. Oh, does it tell you where you're going? Uh, it surely does. Oh. You're going to a fun, fun time. <laughs> or something like that. Uh-huh. So, But this song, uh, again, I picked the beginnings of all these songs. And just when it starts off, like I know that I'm in for a good ride, driving wise, but also just with the whole album, it's just it's a you know a fun time overall. And so I don't know if to anybody else this would be any like more hype uh, compared to just any other kind of pop punk type song or whatever. But for me, this one you know has implications yeah. that that mean other things. So I'll go ahead and play it real quick, and then we'll talk. <laughs> Also, just him going, ah, break down. Like, <laughs> it's so campy, but it's yeah. just great. Like, yeah. you know, it. it's one of those where it, it kind of pulls you in. Um, I feel like when you're giving like a speech or something. Oh, I just remember I'm giving a speech on, in, at Toastmasters on Wednesday and I need to write that thing. <laughs> oh, buddy. Oh, boy. Oh, I'm very excited about <laughs> also this. Also, don't know what I'm going to talk about, so we'll find out next week. Talk um, about this. Talk about this show. Honestly, I might. Whatever. We'll find out. Uh, I'll be in the audience. Just remember that. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks a lot, man. Uh, What in the world was I saying? (laughs) I have no idea. Oh, yeah. The song. In like speeches or songs or whatever. Doing something that like pulls people back in. I I honestly noticed this at church a lot of times where I feel like, uh, you know, the pastor or preacher or whatever will just kind of take a pause or do something that is different kind of from the just regular flow of Mm -hmm. everything else to where your brain's kind of like, wait, what, what's going on? And then they'll change something (laughs) up just slightly enough to where if I've been talking like this and then all of a sudden, it just changes just enough. You know, like, I don't know if somebody had stopped paying attention. Ha I tricked you. Now you're listening. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Uh, you'll never turn off this podcast. If it's the last thing I oh, ever do. Hey, hey. Um, so. And that just got more people invested. <laughs> They're like, wait, what? <laughs> How invested are you really? Like um, you. You right there. Yeah, you. Yeah, I'm we talking can to you. see you. Watching you. Stop picking your nose. Stop. Don't. Uh, come on. They're I mean, just digging for gold. Don't. <laughs> In their ears, though. Oh, man alive. Uh, yep, so the long story short with this song is it just it just gets me hyped because it's yeah, it, it also just reminds me of good times. Um, and before we go to, to Matt's third one, I've got a listener submission. Whoa! Um, and I just added it to this uh, playlist over here so that we could... We've actually got two. We'll probably only <laughs> yeah, have time for one, but both of these are from my wife. I was telling her about Ooh. the topic, and she had two examples that were, that were real good. One of them, mm. I'll just mention because everybody knows what it is it's don't stop me now by queen oh man classic 
just yeah. I mean, classic. <laughs> it's a Vlasic. It's what just you know upbeat and hype and Makes just you fun. Want I mean, I don't <laughs> know what else. The whole thing. It just you know it just keeps rolling in yeah. into the next bin. Don't stop me now. Again, lyrics that feel like you know it's it's just going and it's having fun. The other one you may or may not actually know. I I wouldn't have known if it weren't for Ashley. Uh, it's oh. the song "All Night" by Chance the Rapper. Mm-hmm. And man, what a fun little song. Like, I don't even remember what he's talking about, but it reminds me, if anybody watches Parks and Rec, the the way he's rapping or singing kind of whatever just reminds me of that Parks and Rec episode where they're all getting snake juice at the Snake Juice Lounge oh, yeah. and, and everybody is like unreasonably drunk yeah. and yeah. Ron Swanson, it's just all these like uh, headshots, yeah. yeah, Ron Swanson's just got this little hat on and super red face drunk and just kind of dancing with this dance. big old smile. <laughs> Definitely look it up. Look up like Snake Juice Ron Swanson. I don't know. It'll probably find it if you don't know what we're talking about. But it's just or just this, watch Parks and Rec because uh, it's yeah. one of it's the best shows fantastic. ever. It's fantastic. It's the best show. Uh, yeah, I'll go ahead and play a little bit of it. And it's just a fun time. Here we go. Everybody outside, everybody outside. Wanna pull up outside all night, though. Everybody high five, everybody wanna smile, everybody wanna lie, that's nice, no. Oh, now you wanna chill, oh, now you wanna build, oh, now you got the build, that's cool, though. Oh, now you got the gas, oh, now you wanna laugh, oh, now you need a cab, that's true. Uh, okay, how great is that? Like, I I don't particularly care about a lot of hip-hop or whatever. Like, there's some of it that I enjoy, and I can definitely tell what's good and what's not. But that's just such a fun time. It's just a fun Absolutely, Like, yeah. it's... Just like oh no 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 no, no. It's just like just seems like he's just talking to you. And also, I love the production on his vocals in here too. Like I pointed out to Ashley, I feel like a lot of times, like most vocals are fairly produced. I feel like this one is just so dry, where it's just like he's just sitting down, just kind of talking on the mic, and yeah. like just chilling, <laughs> sitting right next to you. Arm around your shoulder all night. I've been drinking all night. I've been drinking all night. <laughs> and it's just, it's a happy time, you know. Yeah. Like not all hype songs are happy, but this one's just happy. It's a fun time. That's definitely part of the uh, the I guess the resurgence of of good hip hop uh-huh. uh, is it definitely follows a lot of those trends where the vocals sound more or less lazy. Mm. Um, it's it's just Mumble a it's rap. a thing that like a lot of modern hip hop does. I mean, yeah, Chance the Rapper does this in a lot of his songs. Kendrick Lamar is very well known for mm-hmm. doing that. Uh, and it's a really good sound. I mean, the vocals are super well produced, but yep. countering that with like the like the not enunciated at all words yep. is a really interesting <laughs> like, thing. <laughs> <laughs> and so on and so forth. I don't know if I go that far. But I, I really I enjoy Chance the Rapper. Mostly, um, I think. I, yeah, I, I, this is this the first example of hip hop that we've talked about. I believe on the so. Show? I think so. Yeah, I yeah, I'm pretty sure. Man, we're too. Besides, white, you maybe guys. Lincoln Park or Three Eleven for that matter. <laughs> you know, I feel like oh. Okay, one other time I mentioned that I'd been listening to Recognize one time, mm. but we didn't play it listening us to it in the room. Oh, okay. We just played it as an example in the mm. opening thing. But this is the first time that we've like talked about it. So yeah, 100%. We should talk more about yeah, it. Yeah, I, I actually would like to talk about it sometime. Uh, my last pick 
I went with a, a tried and true tried song and true. for me. I first heard the song when I was 13 years old. I remember the exact occasion. Mm-hmm. Occasion! <laughs> Let me hype This is my hype man. This is my, this yeah. is my hype man, Parker. Yeah. Parker the dude. my MC. Yeah. Um, so this is, uh, this is a band that was my favorite for a very, very long time. Probably still my favorite, honestly. Uh, at least in top three. Um, I, I I got into this band in in like late middle school and loaded them up on my MP3 player, and I didn't hear this song that I'm gonna play because this was an unreleased song that was supposed to be on their very first record, but mm. they didn't put it on there until like the late '80s when they released a uh, an album of basically like you know cut songs yeah. uh, that never made it to their albums, and for the most part, that album is pretty okay. I mean, it's it's songs that I guess were weren't good enough to make the record um but the opening song on that album is one of my absolute favorite led zeppelin songs so the song that i'm going to play is called we're gonna groove and this is the song that when uh, back in their touring days um they would open the set with a song like back in 1969 1970 before the third record came out hmm. um they would open the 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 sets with the song pretty much every single time and this song was a huge inspiration to me in the fact that there are no frills. Like, I mean, I, I was so used to seeing bands like having this big, like when they played live, like everything was so big and there was like this big opening and like fireworks and like, like something big is coming. Like, ooh, it was like this big buildup. <laughs> Led Zeppelin didn't do that. The way that this song starts is exactly how they played it live. And it's still, this is my favorite intro to a song of all time. It's amazing. And I saw, I remember seeing this on the Led Zeppelin DVD that came out in like 2003 because I bought it from a yard sale and I popped it in. <laughs> And side one starts like from a 1969 show when they just all come on stage like and like hardly anyone in the audience is even happy that they're there. They're just like, <laughs> oh yeah, the headlining band is here, and Zeppelin just like they don't even give a damn about the audience. They're just like, hey, we're here, and they just like start busting out this song, and it's like it's my that's why it's my favorite intro to the song ever. So this is we're gonna groove. fun time we're gonna groove we're We're gonna gonna groove groove. that's led zeppelin that was that was like one of my first proper intros to that band i mean i had heard songs like stairway to heaven and a whole lot of love like all their big hits but hairway to steven hairway to steven um a song that i guess i really can't stand anymore but um i don't know something lord of the rings related right Uh, (laughs) yeah um yeah robert plant was heavily inspired by tolkien's work you'll hear that on a lot of zeppelin music over the hills and far away interesting another direct inspired song uh but yeah before they became a folklore tolkien retelling (laughs) band uh zeppelin was like the world's heaviest rock band i mean these guys were like on top of the world for for a couple of years um this was like right around the like i guess end of the beatles era uh and they zeppelin definitely paved the way for a new generation of rock and roll and again there were no frills this was like the time when i mean this was like right in the middle of i guess the summer of love like when all the the hippie bands and the psychedelic rock bands were just kind of like 
starting to just make noise with their instruments as opposed to yeah. like writing a good rock song. And then Led Zeppelin comes along and they put out something like this. And I mean, this was like that song that you just heard is the intro to a song that wasn't even good enough to make the first record. Honestly, yeah. if you're listening to this podcast right now and you have not listened to Led Zeppelin's first record, it is their best. I mean, that that's probably not a, a, a popular opinion, but Led Zeppelin <laughs> one is their best record and it is just tremendous from start to finish it's i mean it's one of the best albums ever made it's one of the best produced albums ever made i think i like how many times in this show at some point matt will say something that's like not necessarily calling somebody out for not having heard something Mm -hmm. that's in the audience but like you you need to have listened to this it's so good (laughs) and chad and i are sitting here like yeah totally someone needs to have listened to that I'm plenty educated on the emo scene. <laughs> We're just like looking at each other like, ha ha, that's funny, right? Ha ha, I haven't listened to it either. <laughs> May alive. Yep. Honestly, though, I mean, like, I guess, you know, every time I say that, you don't need to listen yeah. to this. Nobody needs to listen to anything. But I just think that you would be uh, a better off music fan and, and, and have a deeper understanding of, of where all the stuff yeah, that you do like comes from. Uh, yeah, if you if you listen to some of the older stuff, and I think the older stuff is great. I don't talk about it enough on the show because I mean I don't listen to it much anymore. But I mean I I, I went back and when when I was thinking of hype songs, this one kept coming to my mind because mm-hmm. when I was younger, I, it, this was like the song that got me pumped up. Because again, it's the greatest intro to a song that that I have for I guess personal reasons. But like at a time in my life when everything was so big and like grand and everything had to be dramatic this is just a song that doesn't do any of that it's just straight up like let's just start the song yep let's just give them what what we have i mean we don't have to have like this crazy guitar riff or you know all this weird percussion going on like the beatles later stuff tended to be it was just like no 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 let's just go back to basics and that's what this song is it's basics I mean, it's just basic, like, blue, fast blue song. Mm-hmm. Listen to John, John Bonham. Paul Jones. Listen to kind of doing his thing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, he's he's just one of those bass players. It's, like, so deep in the pocket, but, like, he's so good at playing. Like, every, like, Led Zeppelin is the best super group because every <laughs> one of those guys, all four of those guys was the best at what they did hmm. at the time. And and maybe even now. I don't know. Yeah, Robert um, Plant is not the best at what he does right <laughs> now. That's true. No, I'm, I'm not saying, like, these 70-year-old men are still the best. I'm saying, like, just i mean over yeah. all the years but like john bonham especially like those drums are phenomenal like listen if if you want to go back and listen to that or listen to the full song listen to his footwork i mean the the kick drum on that in the hi-hat even is just insane the rhythm that he pulls out is just insane and then go back and watch one of his old drum solos like when they did Moby Dick live like the the whole band just walked off stage and let him do his <laughs> thing for like 20 minutes and he would just do whatever he wanted on the drums it wasn't like the most technical thing ever it was just him playing drums but just like watching the little intricacies that he did mm-hmm. no one else has ever replicated that and i it's it's crazy it's crazy i don't know i i love led zeppelin <laughs> so much they're one of my favorite bands and they're great and I they deserve that. <laughs> <laughs> i it's also like such lofty things to say no one else has ever replicated that but i mean at the same time it's yeah it can't at all take away from what it was yeah. yeah, yeah. Of course, well, it's been replicated, but yeah, it was yeah, but so influential yes, on so many people. Right. But like, there's uh, something to be said for like not being, it just like being one of the first people to do 100%. things like that. Right. To just right. like decide one day, like I'm just gonna do it like this, and yep. then to inspire people for like 50 right. years afterwards 100%. with right. that thing that you just. I mean, just like easily, you know, uh, there's thousands of guitarists that are better guitarists than Jimi Hendrix. 
it was yeah. at this point. But nevertheless, the fact that he did guitar things that he did was like real important yeah. for right. these guitars to be able to do that. Yeah, no, you know, I mean, he did, if, he, if he didn't do it, stuff. arguably somebody else would have done something else that would have done a well, similar kind it's of thing. Also, I mean, you but have to whatever think about, he did it first. <laughs> you have to think about the time in which all this stuff was happening. Yeah. They didn't have the resources that people do yeah, now. Right. I mean, they didn't. They didn't have anything electronic. You know, yeah. like Pro Tools. I mean, that didn't exist back then. So everything was so experimental. And Unless you're just talking about was, like a hammer. That's a that's Pro Tools <laughs> for like really a carpenter. Yeah. <laughs> they had Black Tools and Decker. <laughs> and if you had a Black and Decker, uh, you were you were uh, inspirational. Uh, but no, like people like Hendrix. Yeah, again, they were the first people of their kind to do anything like that. And so everything everything could have been terrible. Like it could have been bad yeah. because when nobody else is playing drums like John Bonham, then most most of the world would probably look at that and be like, well, it, does, it sounds bad because no one else does that. I still love Back to the Future when he goes back yeah. and play, you Johnny know. Johnny be good. Yeah, and he's just like going crazy on the solo there at the end or whatever. Yeah. And he's like, oh, sorry. I, I guess uh, your kids are going to love that stuff or whatever he said. Yeah. You know, like that, I just thought that was so good because it's such a testament to stuff in its own time. And I, mm. I'm always curious about what songs would have, you know, uh, would have really been a hit or not like if I could take a song from today and show it to somebody in like the 60s how how much would they hate just it? like mm. what heinous crap is this she's yeah. saying Miku Miku ooey <laughs> really <laughs> like that's all that she could come up with uh, my last song is uh, very different than Led Zeppelin um, but it it was something that I found really cool. Um, I, I was introduced to Sylvanesso a few years ago, oh, yeah. and this was the first song that I heard of hers, which is probably fairly typical to a lot of people's. And it's a song called Hey Mommy, hmm. and it starts off, and it's just this like looped vocal part, and she just kind of loops this little vocal part that makes you think it's going to be like some sort of indie folk song. And it's like the first person who let me listen to it, I was like, yeah, this is fine, I guess. Like... I know plenty of people who do looping stuff really well, so like this isn't particularly impressive to me. And then the actual like instrumentation comes in, and I got so pumped because <laughs> it was such a different turn than I was expecting it to go. And even now, like every time I listen to the song, it just makes me want to get up and dance. Mm. That's a fun time right I there. I love it. I love it so much. It's just so dancey. Just like, mm, get up and move. Yep. <laughs> now, now, some of my friends have videos of like me and Kyle Masur and John just like yep. dancing really horribly over from a distance away to this song. And it's just a really fun time. Arguably, you were dancing perfectly. Well, I'm really good at dancing really badly. Yeah, that's my that's yeah. my forte right there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, I just think the song's got a good groove and it just makes me really pumped. Yep. I love that mm-hmm. that like synth bass. Mm-hmm. It does it for me. Yeah, it, it really does. That forward and... mm-hmm. All right, guys. I've been hitting at it for a little while now. 
And I'm going to talk about the song that I think is, gets me most hyped of all oh, the songs. No. I don't go back to it all the time, but or whatever. I have a specific memory of Saliva's being... Saliva's click, click, boom. <laughs> <laughs> I'm coming down on the radio. Oh, my goodness. Yes, that's the one. Uh, no, I remember being in a Trader Joe's at some point or something like... I think it was a Trader Joe's. And this song came on the radio and I was like, oh, lordy, lord. <laughs> I just... Everybody... I feel like it should have been a music video where everybody just starts dancing and and getting it uh, and just having a good old grand time and everybody needs to be smiling right now um, and everybody I'm pretty sure everybody's heard this song it's fairly old um, here it goes I just going right from the beginning everybody have, have such a good time It's got all of the elements that are just wonderful. I mean, again, there's various kinds of hype songs, and this one is just so happy and wonderful. The the woohoo! I mean, come on! Like, yeah. it's one of those like you crowd the vocal kinds of things. <laughs> everybody wants to everybody wants to join in. Yeah. I feel like you know, unless I can imagine if somebody over like heard this song too much. Then, then you would hate it. That's like that's fair. that's very. If I real. actually worked in a supermarket where this played all the time, oh, I'd be yeah. like, "Well, I yes. supermarket. 100%. So I feel like, like Trader Joe's is one of those places yeah. where if this song comes on, everyone stops and does a dance minute. Yeah, dance. Uh, drop but your especially eggs. like we were laughing as we were listening to it, but the it's a celebration. <laughs> like just kind of leading into you know what's going on and stuff. It's just great. So this is an example, I feel like, of a song that the things it's talking about and the vibe of it are the same, and yeah. they're both fun. <laughs> I just always think of, it's one of the Muppet yeah. movies where all the gonzo like aliens come down, and this is what they're singing, yeah, and that's um, my association for the oh, song. Oh, man, I know exactly what movie you're talking about. Um, it's the one where gonzo doesn't know where he's from. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, I, hmm, I can't yeah. remember what it's called, but it's great. It. Gonzo... Yeah, gone, I, gone, Gonzo. Gone, Gonzo. Gone, Gonzo. Gone, Gonzo. Uh, yeah, man. I guess I don't have as much to say about this song as I thought I would have to it's say just about a this classic. song. Just it's a classic. classic. Get up yeah. and dance. And, hey, and, hey, who sings it? Cool in the gang. What's bro. it called? Celebrate. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Wait, we called, check those boxes of like celebration. Sorry, I said name? celebrate because yeah, I thought you were anyway. testing me and I was getting it wrong. But it's no, celebration. Just, you never said who it was. Yeah, so that's cool. If anybody hasn't celebration. heard this song before, yeah, uh, if you haven't, man, what a wonderful start to your day. But also, you should probably also go watch that Muppet movie where oh, Gonzo doesn't know where he's from. Yeah, watch Gone Gonzo. I guess I kind of gave away the ending of it a little bit. No, it's all good. There's whatever. No, you didn't even. Another one. Say Gonzo dies. No. Similar caliber to this. What? Um, <laughs> uh, all night long. Boom, 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 boom. All one, night long. I didn't want to pick both of those because that would be kind of a little bit samey, but like that one also Man, kind of fit in that. is a way better song. Yeah. Ooh. I would agree with that. Yeah. Yep. They're just so good. And that's uh, what? Lionel Richie? That's Lionel Richie. Yep. Yeah. 
It's just that's fun. He's coming it's, to pilgrimage if you want to go see him. I don't. What? Really, I don't really care. What? But Lionel Richie is headlining the pilgrimage <laughs> festival this year Man, in Franklin, what Tennessee. What an eclectic, <laughs> random thing, pilgrimage. Okay, everybody, here's the thing: pilgrimage festival <laughs> is in Franklin, Tennessee, and it was started by none other than Justin Timberlake. Mm-hmm. Uh, like what, four years ago or so? Yeah, I'm like pretty that. sure. Yeah. And it's just such a random smattering of artists. Yep. I don't it know. Is. I don't know what's going on, but I mean, whatever. It's fine. So mm-hmm. just do it. You yeah, know? Yeah. So Tickets are too stuff. expensive. They're too, too mm. high up there. I should have gone. $2 less. They wouldn't purse. be too expensive. Yeah. No, one of my, again, a different one of my clients when we were, when I was at Flood uh, was playing the first pilgrimage show. So I could have gone. But I didn't really care about most of the bands there. But he's like alt country sort of, and then other bands that were there were like, I don't know, like classic rock stuff. And I was like, what is going on? This is super weird. Are we um, a speedwagon? Hey, hmm. hey, hey, everybody! Hello, hey Fan. you guys. Uh, let me tell you this right now. We appreciate you a whole lot. Yes, we uh, do. Don't stop listening just yet, because first we have to tell you something really important. Stop. Um, we're gonna keep making podcasts, and you should subscribe okay, to them and review them. Uh-huh. And uh, keep listening. Don't don't stop listening just yet. I know you're thinking about turning it off or skipping to the end or whatever. But hold on, we've got uh, something even more important. Uh, we love you, we and do. we have. <laughs> please, please don't ever leave. It's like you're just trying like, to get I people. I don't to know what I would leave. do if you left me, and like I just I really yeah. It's like we're little kids, like just trying to get the adult to stay. Like, so, uh, okay, I, I drew a picture. Story uh, on that uh, though, hundred uh, percent. I my friend Simeon back when I was a kid. Um, his was he mom. A monkey? No. What? Simeon. Yes. Like. Yes. He, no. Um, so okay. my friend Simeon when I was a kid, uh, he and I would be hanging out, and his uh, his mom and my mom, his mom's name is Corlia, and my mom's name is Shannon. Are uh, we're like best friends, uh, still are, but just live very different places. And so we would always be like, as as they were getting ready to leave, I turn to my mom and be like, "Oh, have you guys had tea yet?" And they're like. You know, I guess we haven't had a cup of tea, so we'll go have a cup of tea. And then she comes back and we're like, all right, Parker, time to leave. Did you tell Coralie about <laughs> Saturday? You know, I didn't tell her about Saturday. Like, it worked at least once, ideally twice every time. I felt like, man, because it was just so great. It was kind of like this show where we just keep on talking. Hey, guys, thank you so much for listening. <laughs> This is the end now. We're getting towards the end. Uh, if you like what you heard, please subscribe on iTunes. Uh, we're on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. Maybe not so much Facebook lately. Definitely not Twitter as of late. Uh, I think we're pretty pretty active on, on, on the old gram. If there's somewhere you want us to be active, though, let us know, yeah. and we will do that. Yeah. Shout it really loud. Shout it from us. the rooftops. Just like record a, a short thing of you just like shouting like... Twitter, <laughs> and then send that to us. Yeah. And we'll, wow. If we'll people, get the hint. if people didn't leave before this, yeah, we're on all the big ones. Uh, you, you can find us on the, the Google Play Store too, if you're one of those Android users. Yeah, maybe get with the 21st century. But, I mean, if you're not, then find us on the Google Play. Yeah. Um, we really appreciate you guys listening. Um, again, if you if you're in a band or if you do your own podcast, give us a shout. Uh, we definitely love to talk about you because we mm-hmm. like you. You're our friends. True. 
You're a buds. You're true. a pal. Also true. Buds. Uh, I think that's about it. We'll that's have a new it. topic for you next week as soon as we well, figure out what it is. It'll be something. It'll maybe a little bit different. Yeah, I think it's, next week's going to be a little bit different. Which will be lots of fun. So we'll it'll check. It'll be lots of fun, yeah. 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 We'll see so, what that's like. It's going to be a thing. You'll Indeed. you'll you'll hear it. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, that's it. That's okay. it. Any closing thoughts, you guys? Me. Are we uh, feeling hype? Okay. Super hype. Everybody hype on three. Ch- Chad One. turned into an NPC. Uh, okay. Me. Yeah. My man. Me. Yes. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm, I'm referencing Rick and Morty yeah. and specifically a, a Twitter user that quotes Rick and Morty in whatever. I'll tell you guys off air. It's just really funny. Obviously, Matt knows what I'm talking about. All right, everybody. See you later. See ya. Hype. Hype.